0: Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkofsky. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey friends, before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored by my favorite books. Not literally, but I did create a book list for you with all of my favorite books for self-love, and body image, and self-confidence, and just overall self-healing and growth. I am a huge personal growth person, and to be honest with you, a lot of the things that I talk about come from the books that I've read. I'm a big reader, and I always tell my little sister, readers are leaders. And I love audiobooks, I love book books, I love Kindle, I love all the forms of books, just give me all the goods. So, I decided to create a book list for you with my top 25 favorite books. And I actually add to this list. So, there's probably going to be more than 25 books on it, but I have narrowed it down to top 25 books that you need to read to start the self love journey. I'm not saying you have to read all the books right now, but you should have this list handy dandy for when you're getting a book on Amazon or shopping in your Audible or whatever. So, I've created this book list, and you can get it at maryscupoftea.com slash books, and I will also put it in the show notes. And let me know how you like these recommendations by screenshotting what you're reading and tagging me in your Instagram stories. I always love seeing you use my recommendations. It just makes my whole day because we're like a little community. So anyways, maryscupoftea.com slash books. Go get it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mary's Cup of Tea, the podcast. Today is a solo episode day. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I started doing solo episodes like every other week. So that way we have a guest interview that's about an hour long and then a solo episode that's like... Twenty-ish minutes, or however long I decide to talk, because you know me, I will start talking and I cannot stop talking. But it's okay; it's part of what makes Mary Mary. So, thank you for listening to this. I'm excited to do a deep dive into self worth, what it is, and how we can deepen it. So, self worth is something that I talk about a lot, but usually not on like Instagram. Um, and the reason for that is because it's such a big dense topic that most people aren't really ready for. Um, It's one of those things that's unsexy, right? It requires a lot of emotional work, a lot of deep work, a lot of layers. Um, And it's not something that, you know, you can just write in an Instagram caption, like, three tips for self-worth. Ironically enough, I will be giving you, like, three ways that you can deepen your self-worth, but at least on the podcast, I can elaborate more on them and go deeper into the topic. So before I talk about how to deepen your self-worth, I want to talk about what it is and what it isn't. Because I think on the internet, and I mean like, Instagram and Pinterest quotes. Self worth often gets jumbled up with self confidence, and those two things get confused, and that can actually be a big hindrance in your self self love journey. Because if you don't know what things mean, then you don't really know what to do in order to help yourself feel better, right? Um, and so if we're constantly, you know, using self worth and self confidence interchangeably, then we're lacking that clarity. Then we don't really know what we're struggling with, and we don't really know how to fix it. So. Hopefully Hopefully this episode gives you clarity. How I define it, self-confidence is very much dependent on what you do. So meaning confidence, you can be confident in your job because you're really good at your job and you kill it at work and your boss um, gives you positive reinforcement and you recently got a raise and so you feel good. like You you have self-confidence when it comes to work right and then that same person can come home and feel very like insecure in their relationship just constantly questioning and wondering if they're good enough and those kinds of things right so just because somebody is confident in one area of their life doesn't mean that they're a confident person on the flip side just because you are insecure in one area of your life say it's your body doesn't mean that you are not a confident person. It doesn't mean you are an insecure person just because you feel insecure about this one area of your life because confidence is very situational. So this means I am yelling at you very lovingly that you can no longer say that you're an insecure person. You can no longer say that you're not a confident person. You can't label yourself like that anymore because, because confidence is dependent on the situation. So we can't make these like big labels about our sense of confidence because it just it just depends. It depends on the time of day. It depends on the situation. It depends on what you do. And so you can very much take actions to feel more confident. And that's when that advice comes in about like sit up a little bit taller and raise your hand at a meeting and make sure you're using your voice, um, things like that. That's what people say when they mean confidence. It's very much, fleeting. Now, I'm not saying confidence is not important. It is very important because those little micro action steps actually can build up to your self-worth because, of course, how we do small things is how we do all things. And the areas of our life bleed into one another, right? So it's not like they're very separated. We we carry it, right, from one area to another. So I'm not saying confidence is not important. It's just different than self-worth. Self-worth, on the other hand, has nothing to do with what you do. It has nothing to do with how tall you sit up. It has nothing to do with if you decided to speak up at work or in school or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. Self-worth is just knowing that you are worthy and valuable and important as a human being, regardless of how you feel that day what you accomplished that day, what other people said about you, regardless of all of that outside noise, self-worth is completely 100% from within. So this means that the way we derive our confidence is different than the way we derive our self-worth. Confidence is very much driven. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going with it. Confidence very much comes from your external sources. So, like I said, somebody complimenting you, somebody giving you some reassurance or validation, and that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes we need to hear certain things from certain people to make us feel a little bit better, and that's totally okay. But we can't rely on other people for our self-worth. So our self-worth has to come 100% from within. And so the self-worth part of it actually involves a lot more work because it's a lot more nuanced and complex and it's it's very deep and it's very emotional and it involves a lot of unpacking. And so this is what most people glide over. They think that, okay, well, once I become confident in my body and can wear a swimsuit to the beach, then I'll have more self-worth. And it's like, no, those are not the same thing. Somebody can wear a bikini to the beach and feel totally confident, but also lack self-worth and vice versa. You can have a really strong sense of self-worth, but maybe you, you don't feel confident in your body, and that's okay. And so separating these things, for me, gives me a lot of peace. And it helps me just look at my life, and look at who I am, and look at where I'm at in my journey, and know exactly like what little tweaks I need to make. Because it's no longer this big, daunting thing. Self-love is no longer this thing that I'm just like, fucking up at in every which direction it's very much clear. And so having that clarity is honestly half the battle, right? Because if we don't know where we're going, like how are we going to get there? If we don't know what we need, how are we going to express it, right? Or seek that help. So, going to three ways that you can deepen your self-worth. All of these things are going to come from within. So a lot of this is mindset work. Now, I teach a lot of mindset. Like I said, I usually don't talk about this much on Instagram as much as I do in my retreats and my online retreats, which I will be doing again, by the way. I don't know if you're signed up to the waitlist, but if you're not, you have to get on the waitlist. It's the link in my Instagram bio. And if you're listening to this later on, then the link in my Instagram bio will probably be the sign up page. If we're already full by the time you click it, make sure that you do get on the wait list or email me to make sure that you're on it for the next time because we do sell out really fast for online retreats. So these are the things that I teach in my deeper workshops because it takes a certain kind of person to feel ready for that. Not everybody scrolling through Instagram is ready to think about this stuff. Um, And that's why I keep it like a little bit more uh, intimate. So that way I can be there to support you every step of the way. Because once you sign up for a retreat or an online retreat, then at least I can be there, right? And at least we can help dissect all these nuanced parts of our self-love journey together. So if you're interested in that, it's called Beyond Body and you can check out my Instagram bio link uh, that'll have all the information to join the waitlist or sign up for the online retreat. And then we also have the Costa Rica retreat coming up, which I'll talk to you about later because it'll be in January, but that is also on at Retreats by Mary's. Instagram bio, so my retreats page. But, anyways, going back to three ways that we can deepen our self worth. Number one, this one is the most important, so I'm just going to start with it. You have to get to know yourself and what's important to you. So, what I mean by that is, what are your values? Like, what do you value? Do you have a top five values that you can list off right at the top of your head? For example, here are my values family, freedom, Fun, leadership, and love. That is what's important to me. My family is important to me. My freedom is important to me, whether it's financial or just freedom of space or feeling free as my self expression, like who I am as a person. Fun is important to me. Like, I want to be having fun in most of the things that I do. I want my life to be filled with joy. Family, freedom, fun, leadership. So I always want to be in a position where I am not only elevating myself, but also empowering other people and love because I always want to lead from a place of love. So that is what's important to me. That's like what defines me as a person. And so when I'm struggling with self-worth, I'm like, okay, Mary, like there must be some misbalance between what you say you or who you say you are and what you actually value, right? Maybe there's some misbalance. Or if I'm comparing myself to somebody on social media, then I can go back to my values and be like, okay, like she's really good at whatever she does. But also, those aren't my values, and they don't have to be, and we can stay in our own lanes and be totally okay. Some other ways that you can get to know yourself aside from the values, the values thing is a little deep and esoteric, and that's very important. But some things that may feel a little bit more practical is like, what are your interests? What are your passions? What are your hobbies? what is your personality like? You know, there's nothing that'll help get to know yourself than taking some personality tests. I love like Myers-Briggs and I love human design and I love looking into astrology, not because I'm looking for something to like dictate my life and to justify who I am, but on the contrary, because I'm looking at getting to know myself so that way I can just feel more secure in who I am. So that way I can Hone in on my strengths, right? And work a little bit on my weaknesses, but not so much, not put so much pressure on myself to be everything all at once, right? So, uh, a practical example of this is like at the beginning of this episode, I told you that I'm a talker, right? I turn on my microphone and I just talk. I never have notes. I never have a script. I don't even do bullet points because that just, it gives me a little bit of anxiety. And it's because my personality type is very much spontaneous right I like to be on the spot for me like the adrenaline kicks in the message starts downloading and I have to like really go with the flow the thing where I feel bad about myself and sometimes I struggle with self-worth is because I, I watch people like whether it's on YouTube or on Instagram and I feel like their message is just so clear right like you watch them and they're like three ways to strengthen your self-worth boom 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 and it's like a three minute video and everybody likes it and that's just not my style. And for so long, I wanted to do that. For so long, I took courses, and I watched videos, and I was just putting so much pressure on myself to create content that wasn't me. It didn't feel like me. Um, Another example is like on the content realm. Sometimes I look at other creators, and I'm like, wow, they're so good with their photography and their pictures. And I like don't really like taking pictures of myself. Um, If I'm in the moment and I'm like, hey, can you take a picture of me? That's fine. But I'm not that creative when it comes to like coming up with image content, right? Like I'm not a very aesthetic person. I'm not that good at graphic design. And for a long time, again, I put pressure on myself to be good at those things. And I just don't like them. And the more pressure I put on myself to do the things I didn't like to do because I wasn't clear on who I am and what I do like and what I am good at, the worse my self-worth got because I was trying to be somebody I'm not. So you really have to get to know yourself. Get to know what's important to you. Get really clear on it. Hone in on your strengths. The thing I keep coming back to is like, I'm a talker, so I'm a speaker and I'm a writer. That's why my captions are so long. I will never be this graphic design Instagram creator person. I will never be a luxury fashion blogger, even though I spend way too much time looking at fashion bloggers and be like, oh my God, I love their style. But I just don't like, I I don't have a desire in me to, to do that, to put energy or attention into my appearance or the clothes I wear. If fashion is your thing, that's amazing. Do it. But for me, it's, it's just more exhausting than anything else. And I just spend more time comparing myself and trying to be somebody I'm not. So the best way, the easy, I mean, not the easiest way, but the simplest way to strengthen your self-worth is to start getting to know yourself. Start figuring out what's important to you and who you actually are as a person. Even if you're just like, I'm a really good friend. I'm a really loyal friend. That is huge. Do you know how many people out there aren't good friends and are flaky as fuck and just aren't good people to hang out with? Even just like getting really solid on that. Like, I'm a really loyal person. And whether you figure it out through like a personality test or just like your track record... That is huge. That is where you get you can get more self-worth from is just being able to say that. Like, I'm a loyal friend. Or for me, like, I'm a really good friend and I'm, I'm a really good sister. Like, I try really hard to be really connected with my sister or my partner or I'm trying to rebuild the relationship with my dad and I'm going through so much therapy and I'm trying. And even though I'm fucking up, My sense of self-worth comes from the fact that family is important to me, that connection is important to me. So with all of that being said, figure out what that is for you. That's where your self-worth is going to come from. The more you can articulate who you are, what's important to you, what you like, what you don't like, the more you're going to start feeling more secure in yourself and you're going to have a greater sense of self-worth. So the next piece of advice I have to deepen your self-worth is to invest in yourself. Now, a lot of people think, oh, I just hit my knee. A lot of people think that when I say invest in yourself, it's like, go buy yourself something expensive. No, (laughs) that's not an investment. That is just spending, which is fine too. Like you can spend, that's totally okay. But what I mean by investing in yourself is put your time, energy, attention, or money into something that is going to bring you back a greater utility. I know I just used some some crazy words there. Put your time, energy, or attention, or money into something that is gonna give you back more than what you invested into it. So an ROI is basically what I'm talking about, like a return on investment. So this could look many different ways. Like for example, I went to a ballet class. Now, ballet is about 30 minutes from me. So by the time I drive there, take the class, and drive back in traffic, and then come home, and then take a shower, and then eat, and all this stuff, it's literally like at least three hours out of my day. And for a long time, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do that. I should be working. Three hours is a lot of time, and I have so much to do, and blah, 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 like making all these excuses. But then one day, I'm like, you know what? Three hours might actually be an investment. Going there, taking the ballet class, something I used to dance growing up. So something that I haven't done in a really long time. And the most important part is something that brings me so much joy. And so I invested that time and I invested the money it took to pay for that class. And I invested my energy and I drove there and I took my ballet class and I came back. And I felt so good because I invested in my pleasure. I invested in something that's important to me, something that interests me. And that felt really good. Another example is that I just invested a huge amount of money, paid in full, into a business mastermind because I really want to grow Mary's Cup of Tea. I really want to learn how to be a better leader. And I really want to learn how to make a greater impact in this world. So I invested in my first ever mastermind, which is the most money I've ever invested since college. And so for me like justifying that amount of money was really really difficult because I just I'm still working through a lot of my money fears and and I'm also a, a new college graduate and I have student loans and I'm I'm trying to get on my feet like I'm not even 23 yet. And so I'm like, ah, oh, is this like stupid to invest in my business? But no, <laughs> it's not stupid to invest in something that's important to you because I know that it will pay back. I know that it'll pay for itself and and then more because I'm investing in myself and my company, which is important to me, and my education and my community and just every single thing that I love and every single thing that is my life's purpose. So investing that money in myself, even though it was scary, it also gave me a lot of sense of self-worth because I told God and the universe and myself that I am worthy of spending money on myself. I am worthy of investing money in myself. I make this money, I work hard for it, and I get to do the things that I love with it. It's the same thing if you're like booking a trip, right? Like (laughs) at first you're like, fuck, these flights are so expensive. But you're like, no, the memories are gonna, the memories are what matter, right? It's not the money. And so starting to see yourself and your life from this lens of what can I do to show myself that I'm worth it and not that you have to like, that probably came off wrong. I'm not saying that you need to like prove your worth, but I'm saying you need to do things that are gonna help you see that you're worthy because you you're already worthy. you just have to start realizing it, right you just have to start like, Opening up the windows, drawing the curtains, and seeing with these fresh, clear, self-loving eyes, and so something like investing in yourself—maybe that—that's something that you do. Maybe there's a course you wanted to take, or um, a coach you wanted to work with, or going to therapy. Like <laughs> I know for some people, it's difficult to justify the $60 a month or or not, sorry, not $60 a month, $60 a session um, to go see a therapist. At least that's about how much I pay for online therapy. Um, so yeah, I know for some people, like when I was talking about doing online therapy through BetterHelp, people are like, but I can't afford therapy. And it's, it's not like something that you're just consuming, right? Therapy is an investment in yourself and in your healing journey. Now, I'm very conscientious to the fact that that may not be feasible to to everyone, but there are also smaller investments you can make. Like I said, it's not just a money thing. It's a time thing. It's an energy thing. If you get a book and you read it, that's an investment in yourself. So start investing in yourself, knowing that it's going to pay off in the long term. Stop thinking that everything has to be short term. This journey is lifelong, so you're going to have to start taking steps that are going to be a little bit more of an investment with time, with your energy, with your money, with your attention, with all of those things. The more you invest in yourself, the more your self-worth muscle will strengthen because you're going to start seeing that you are worthy of that investment. I know I just (laughs) said what could have been said in one sentence in like a few minutes, but I really wanted to bring that point home that it's just, it's so important to invest in you. And also think about like, how much do you invest into other people? How much time do you spend talking to your friends when they're going through a hard time? How much time energy do you spend trying to make amends with your family Who's you know, your relationship with them might be tough, Maybe it's not for you, but it is for me. How much energy do you put into that? I put in a fuck ton of energy into other people. I put in a fuck ton of energy trying to help other people. So I also deserve to help myself. I also deserve to spend that much, if not more, on myself. So I hope that lands. I hope that makes sense. And I'm going to move on to the third thing that's helped me strengthen my self-worth. And that is self-talk. Changing your language, changing the way you talk to yourself to make sure that it is empowering, to make sure that the way you speak and the way you think and what you believe about yourself is actually productive. That it's not filled with self-criticism and self-flagellation and self-doubt and just mean things to yourself. Basically, stop talking shit to yourself. (laughs) You have to make sure that everything that you are thinking and saying and putting out there is filled with self love. Now, again, I teach self talk a lot at retreats because it's something that's not sexy, right? It's not that sexy to talk about self talk because most people are like, yeah, yeah, get it. Like positive stuff, whatever. No, it's so much more than that. There's so much more to self talk because it includes mindset, right? It includes knowing what to say, it includes knowing how to reframe, and it also includes knowing the the coaching aspect of it. So whether somebody is coaching you or you are coaching yourself, that's really what self-talk is. It, it is it teaches you to coach yourself. And I've found that like therapy, for example, even though I meet weekly with my therapist, I hear my therapist's voice in my head even outside of our sessions. Because the things she say, she's not just telling me what to do, right? She's teaching me how to think. She's retraining what I've believed about myself. She's trying to expand the possibilities. She's helping me come to my own conclusions. And so by, by doing this, you're actually building the skills to where you shouldn't need a therapist forever. I mean, if you like to go to therapy forever, that's fine, but really what therapy and what a lot of coaching is and should be like is that you learn a set of skills and then you can use them outside the program. That way you're not stuck or dependent on somebody else. You really can do it for yourself. You know what I mean? So in Beyond Body, for example, my online retreat, we have a whole module, a whole week a whole live workshop that's literally like two and a half hours long where we talk about self-talk and we talk about rewriting those old stories and those old beliefs and actually doing it in a way that's going to help you and that's not going to feel fake. I think when people talk about self-talk, they instantly go to positive affirmations, right? Like telling yourself that I am beautiful just the way I am. And I think that can have a time and a place. And if that works for you, that's fine. But I also think for a lot of people, myself included, if I go to that positive affirmations route, to me, it's very much like toxic positivity, where there's this disconnect between what I'm actually feeling and believing and what this positive statement is trying to make me believe. And so I almost start feeling worse. If you listen to the podcast episode with Kara Lowenthal, she was on last week or was it the week before? No, I think it was last week. So the episode prior to this, she talked about how it literally creates this cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is basically anytime what you think doesn't match up with what is true. So what happens is if you're firmly set on, I'm fat and ugly and nobody will ever love me. And somebody says, no, you're beautiful and you deserve the best love in the world because you're amazing. You're going to be like, okay, you fake bitch. <laughs> if only it was that easy, right? And when we do positive affirmations, that's kind of what we're doing. And so we need to start like meeting ourselves somewhere in the middle and taking these micro steps. Cara explains it way more eloquently than I could. Um, but she talks about like her method for taking these mini steps and creating a new statement that is not necessarily like super positive, but just a little less negative, a little less shitty and taking those baby steps so that way eventually you do believe that you are beautiful and worthy of all good things in this life, but it takes time. So self-talk is a lot about that, a lot about that coaching aspect of it. And it's also about knowing what to say to yourself. Like actually having somebody that's been through it And that knows exactly what new self-talk is going to help you combat and overcome your old narrative. So my background, obviously, I've recovered from an eating disorder. I do a lot of work in the body image world. And so if somebody comes to me like, my jeans are tight and I can't fit in them anymore and I don't know what to do and I've gained so much weight and I have so much shame and, you know, the seeing the old clothes in my closet just constantly reminds me of how much I failed my body and all these body image issues, right? Like, basically, I hate my body. What do I do? Somebody who's not experienced in hating their body is going to say, you're beautiful just the way you are. Get new clothes. You're fine, <laughs> Right? Whereas somebody who's been through it, which is a big part of the magic in Beyond Body in the online retreat is because it's actually a whole group of people that have been through it and that are going through it as we speak. They can help you. They can support you. They can tell you exactly what to think and what to say and what to shift in a way that's actually going to land with you, in a way that actually makes sense to you not in a way that, you know, somebody posted on Instagram and it's just kind of, okay, that's nice it worked for you but I'm still stuck. It's more like, hey girl, like I've been through this and I know how shitty it is and here's something that helped me. Why don't you think about it like this? And you don't realize it in the moment, but when somebody says that to you whether it's me at the online retreat or, you know, somebody you're talking to on a personal level or a coach or a therapist, You don't realize it, but what they're really doing is they're teaching you new self-talk. They're teaching you how to speak to yourself in a way that is going to help these negative feelings that are coming up to you, these negative thoughts and emotions, right? So you start building this bank of self-talk. So now you know that every time you you hear your brain saying, you're fat and ugly and I hate you, I can't believe you gained weight, You know the self-talk that is actually going to help you stop thinking like that, not in a way that's fake or in a way that doesn't work, in a way that actually feels a little bit better. So this is why I'm just so passionate about having a community and having somebody to guide you and doing it in in an environment like a retreat or an online program. So I'm really excited that my retreats have actually moved online completely um, for this year. So I did an online retreat. I did Beyond Body in August, and now I'm doing it again in November. So we're going to start on November 1st, and it's going to be a four-week-long online retreat. There's going to be live workshops or retreats every single week where we meet on Zoom for like two hours. Usually I'm there for like three hours because I also stay later to answer everybody's questions. So you could literally like video chat me and ask me any of your questions personally, and I'm happy to coach you and support you in that. Um, And then you have an entire course, an entire program, and a community. Also, the other thing I'm super excited for, and this is a new change that I've made to the program, is instead of having the community on Facebook, like in a Facebook group, we're actually having our community in this chat forum thing called Slack. I don't know if you've ever used Slack, but basically it's a group chat experience where you can categorize different chats. So it's not going to be like an overwhelming like messenger thing. It's going to be like there's different threads and different categories and different groups of people within the chat. It's kind of difficult to explain unless you see it But basically the reason why I'm telling you this is because it's going to be really personal and really intimate. So I will literally be able to like text you back supporting you with whatever question or concern you're having. Um, And so you really get that one-on-one connection with me and all the other women in the program. So that's something I'm so stoked about um, because the Facebook group, I did like it, but it's social media. There's so many distractions. It's like you log on Facebook to look at beyond body, but you see all these other posts. And I I think there are better ways to, to handle that. So I'm trying out this new chat thing. It's gonna be really cool. And hopefully it'll be a lot more helpful to you too. The other cool thing about this round of Beyond Body is that the whole experience is from November 1st through 30th. So if you're in the United States, that will fall over Thanksgiving. So for me, um, especially going through an eating disorder and disordered eating, Thanksgiving and the holidays in general was just a really tough time for me because there's so much food and You may be seeing old family members um, that you only see once a year. And you know how family is like, oh my God, you've gained so much weight. What happened to you? And they just like make these horrible comments and don't know any better for some reason. Um, But anyways, yeah, we're going to be running Beyond Body through Thanksgiving. So that way, in case you're having any struggles with food or body image during that time, like I said, I will be there to support you in our chat. And then we will also have an online retreat on that day too. So not on Thanksgiving, but during that week. So you will have just so many tools and resources. There's an entire online course to go with it. So no matter what you're struggling with body image related, you can go to the online course and get support with that. And they're all videos and audio recordings of of me giving you my step-by-step proven, tried and true curriculum that I actually use at retreats. That is going to help you heal body image struggles and learn to love yourself. So I hope that this is something that you're interested in. If you are, then go to the link in my Instagram bio that'll take you either to the waitlist or to the sign up page, depending on when you're listening. And if you're a waitlister, then you do get $100 off the program. So make sure you're on the waitlist to get that discount. And aside from that, I hope you really enjoyed this podcast episode and it gave you a little some new things to think about when it comes to self-worth. This is something that is really deep and it's so difficult. Even in 30 minutes, I was talking about how you can't talk about this like in an Instagram caption because it's too short. But even in a 30-minute podcast episode, I mean, this doesn't even scrape the surface on the work that we do in Beyond Body or the work that we do at a self-love retreat because there's so much. There's so much to learn. There's so much to like. So many different ways to think about self-love that actually help. Um, and I'm just so excited and and so proud that you know we've kind of created this program that helps so many people. Um, so yeah, I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you did, let me know by leaving a review on iTunes or tagging me in your Instagram stories. Those help a lot. They help spread the word and build this podcast. And I hope to see you in Beyond Body. I will talk to you later. Mwah.